T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hello, fellow patriots and liberty lovers everywhere. Great to have you along as we sally forth into our number two here on a cloudy and gray Thursday. Bobby Mack Show, and as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Just give me a call. Use the Ingalls Advantage talk line, 800-347-1063. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number, 71307 and my email address bob at 1063word.com thursdays at four a, a time reserved for me to talk with drew mckissick the chairman of the south carolina gop who has a full plate these days as we head towards january and the runoff election for the uh, two senate seats drew welcome how you doing today Doing fairly well, sir. How about yourself? Yep, not too shabby. Oh, and uh, belated happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, I, I hit 50 and I decided I'm just going to quit counting so I'll feel younger. Right? Yeah. If, you, if you don't celebrate, do you feel younger? I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm 52 I, I, now. I, I, I've been I, trying that for two years and it hasn't worked. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have established a system that I implemented uh, sometime way back. Uh, because uh, I am now 74, and uh, somewhere back in the mists of time, uh, I decided that I would celebrate anniversaries of my 39th birthday, rather than <laughs> rather than use the actual correct numerical figure. Uh, but but even that, Drew, got to stack up to the point where now I've just completely forgotten about it and just gone with my real age because there's no hope for it whatsoever. So <laughs> There's the old song, 39 and holding, holding everything you can, right? There you, you bet. <laughs> Hanging on to all of it. So what's coming up in, in Georgia, obviously, is going to be vitally important. And yeah. yet what we see going yeah. on in Washington, uh, this, this game is not totally over yet. Rand Paul on the floor of the Senate, or in, in, rather in the investigative uh, comments that he made yesterday in the Senate hearing on the election irregularities, uh, speaking out and uh, being very critical mm -hmm. of the obvious fraud that we saw in other states, not here in South Carolina, thank God, right. uh, but certainly yeah. in, the, in these other swing states uh, that uh, ended up controlling the outcome of the election. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, we know that, that coming up in January, uh, after the vote of the Electoral College, that has to be confirmed in the joint session, House and Senate together. And this could really turn out to be kind of fiery. 
Well, it could. I mean, there's, you know, there are um, procedures that have to happen, of course. You know, right. so the, the votes are tallied from each individual state, each individual state's slate of electors that they have sent into the president of the Senate uh, for Congress to then ratify or certify. Um, and there, there's there's an issue uh, as to um, or which would allow potentially certain electors to be challenged or is right. a question of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not an attorney. And I don't play one on TV, so <laughs> don't hold me to this, you know, in terms of legal advice, all right? Gotcha. Uh, so, but uh, as I understand it, individual state legislatures, uh, in their capacity or their authority under the Constitution, mm-hmm. they decide how electors from each of their various states, you know, become elected and therefore should be recognized. Right. Uh and unless a state legislature then has specifically said someone other than this group of people should be recognized as our electors that would say be certified by an election commission or you know whatever other electoral election authority there is in the state that runs the elections mm-hmm. i think that that's that's the hitch in the the giddy up so to speak yeah in other words that's to me i think that's the thing that has to be figured out gotten around or something else has to be done for a different result to come out of the count that we saw this past Monday when all the electors, you know, ourselves included, met in our respective states and cast our votes. Right. And you were um, one of here those. in South Carolina. Right. I, I was. Uh, we went to the state legislature, uh, the state capitol, uh, Secretary Mark Hammond uh, hosted a meeting. Uh, the nine of us met and signed our name about 40 times to multiple pieces <laughs> of paper to certify it all for posterity. I got carpal tunnel syndrome, felt like I bought a house. Gotcha. Um, you know, but, <laughs> but uh, so, you know, therefore, our names go into the hopper there up to uh, the U.S. Senate because we were certain. We were certified by the State Election Commission because Donald Trump received the most votes in South Carolina. Right. That's the law of the legislature's passed here. Whichever candidate receives the most votes, that party's slate of electors become, quote, elected. Then the Secretary of State certifies them, sends them on to the U.S. Capitol. Right. Um, so, you know, if something else would have happened or if we would have had, say, a Georgia-style problem here. Yeah. And say the legislature here would have decided, well, you know, this looks, you know, wrong, and we think this other group of electors should be certified. Mm-hmm. As I understand it, under the Constitution, they have the authority to pass a resolution that say, no, we need to certify this group of people. Right. And they send a list to, you know, the U.S. Capitol. Then you would have competing slates of electors, but in that case, their opinion should hold sway because they would have just passed a resolution that said recognize XYZ people. Right. So unless that specifically happens, uh, you know, I'm not sure how it works out. I, honestly, again, I'm not an attorney and there's other stuff going on, procedures that have to go in between the two chambers, the House and the Senate, and whether if they don't agree, then, you know, then it kicks over to a different process. You know, you need to be a Philadelphia lawyer. It almost seems that they get some of the arguments that they're talking about. But and and while there may know. be historical precedents for this, this kind of situation has not arisen uh, in at least more than a hundred years. Correct. 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 And you know, one of the last times, matter of fact, I think the last time that this was an issue was in the election of 1876. Right. And South Carolina was one of the states that sent dueling slates of electors to the U.S. Capitol. And that's wow. how Rutherford B. Hayes got elected president. 
Right. <laughs> Man. So there's your history lesson for the day. But we were one of those states that sent two slates of electors way back in the day. Uh, but, you know, but the one thing we do know, beyond a shadow of a doubt right now, is that probably the most important election going on still right now in the country is, is over in Georgia. And it is going to define what the U.S. Senate is going to look like for the next two years, which is going to define whether or not liberals are able to essentially accomplish all the pipe dreams that they've had, you know, uh, for the last several years. Right. Uh, and it is desperately important that we win those two races. And and very frustrating uh, to a lot of people who who still understand the significance of what's going to be transpiring in Georgia in early January. Mm-hmm. Uh, but knowing uh, that, again, uh, the other side, the progressive Marxists that control the Democrat Party these days, uh, are emboldened by what happened with their success uh, in fraud mm-hmm. in various swing states and, yeah. and will try and replicate yeah. it again in Georgia. So, you know, a couple of things on that. First off, uh, you're looking at basically what it amounts to right now with this election, though, uh, a, a set of all-star campaign operatives descending on one state at one time. Mm-hmm. So every Republican operative that was working in all account, the states that we actually won, we got it right, they're all working in Georgia right now. Just the RNC alone has sent 500 employees to Georgia, not wow. counting the other Senate campaigns, the other committees. These are folks who are doing professional poll watching, lawyers, uh, other professional operatives to watch out for the fraud. Uh, it's like getting toothpaste back in a tube. Once it's out, yeah. you're not getting it back in. Once right. a bad ballot gets into a box, you're probably not getting it back out. You need right. to stop it before it goes in. Yeah, that's what this operation is all about. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. This this needs to as uh, as that uh, eminent philosopher uh, from uh, the Andy Griffith show, Barney Fife, used to say, "Nip it in the bud." <laughs> <laughs> nip it in the bud. That's nip right. it, nip it, nip it. <laughs> Stop it before it starts. Well, which it's, is it's, why we, 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 yeah, it, it's it's good to know that apparently we will have people in place down there who, uh, for lack oh, of a better a better description, are pros, people who know what they're doing and and what to look for. And one of the things that we do need, I think, right now here appointed within the next couple of weeks, would be a special counsel. Yes. Uh, that would then not be able to be gotten rid of by a potential Biden administration to investigate mm-hmm. election fraud all right. over this country. Let's right. turn over all the rocks, find out what did and did not happen, total transparency, because you can't stop something from happening again unless you know what it was and what they did. You know, it, and, it, and it is imminently frustrating because the left, uh, we can uh, th- look, turn back the pages of history and see how they pushed for motor voter registration, and then, Mm -hmm. of course, going forward, you know, charged that it was racist to have people actually be identified as legitimate voters Mm -hmm. with a a photo ID and and, and other forms to secure uh, the the validity Mm -hmm. of the the vote. And and then, of course, uh, the use of the Chinese flu, the pandemic, as an excuse to expand Every mm-hmm. trash yep. can on the corner you can yep. toss ballots into, and all the rest. So th- this <laughs> yeah. is this has been in the. This is not something that happened overnight. Well, and you know they sued here in South Carolina in two federal cases and one state case to try to essentially sue their way into all mail in balloting, to sue their way into ballot harvesting. 
you name it, the whole buffet table of things to make fraud easier. That's basically what their list of things that they wanted was. Correct. Uh, and we intervened in all three of those cases. The state GOP did and ultimately uh, appealed uh, all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court and won. Uh, and the point is, you got to fight that stuff early. As soon as it happens, defend existing election law. And part of our problems right now, whether it's in Georgia or Pennsylvania or some of these states where we have these issues, they didn't fight back against the changes that Democrats were trying to push early enough. Right. In some cases where they had an appeal in the U.S. Supreme Court, it was inside of 30 days of the election, so the Supreme Court didn't want to mess with it once people started already voting under those mm-hmm. rules. Right. In Georgia, the Republican uh, Secretary of State signed a consent decree, basically giving up half the case the Democrats wanted if they make the other half go away. Oh, you just can't do that. And, and no. the argument was they're going to say we're trying to suppress the vote. Well, they're going to say that anyway. Sure. Defend election law. That's what right. we did here, and it worked. Yeah. It's uh, it's sad that things have worked out this way, but it's like the old saying, Drew, fool me once, shame on you, and, and fool me twice, and shame on me. What we have to do right. going forward is ensure that these kinds of circumstances are never allowed to be replicated ever again in an American election. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And right now, if you want to help in the election that is key and critical to our country right now over in Georgia, you can go to scgop.com slash Georgia. Volunteer. You can make phone calls from home. You can go to Georgia and knock doors. You can go be a poll watcher on Election Day. We will get you plugged in. Just go sign up. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch all this play out. Drew McKissick, chairman of the South Carolina GOP. I guess, I guess this is, uh, un- unless I'm back in here filling in uh, for someone, Drew, on a uh, for for Charlie James or whatever on on a uh, Thursday afternoon at four o'clock. This will be our last get together. But I want to thank you for your time and and thanks absolutely. for uh, for everything uh, that you have done to ensure election integrity in South Carolina. At least they can't blame this one on us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you and thank you for having me on the show and giving me this airtime and really for all that you do to stand up for conservative values on the air. You are an invaluable treasure. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Thank you, Drew. Good to, good to talk with you, my friend. Merry Christmas to you and a Happy New Year. 19 after 4 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Take a quick break here. Right back with more as we cruise on here on a cloudy and gray Thursday on WORD. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yep, Christmas uh, would not be the season that it is without a little of the music of Chip Davis and uh, folks from Mannheim Steamroller. 426 here on the Bobby Mack Show, in on the text line. Uh, You know, Bobby, it's funny. Uh, The left says we're trying to suppress votes when the truth is we are trying to legitimize votes. Exactly correct. Uh, to the phones we go. Let's head to Fountain Inn and bring in Todd here on the Bobby Mack Show on Thursday. Hi, Todd. Welcome. Greetings and salutations, Bobby. Right back at you. Um, I just wanted to congratulate you on your retirement. And when uh, anybody asks if you were good enough in talk radio, tell them you were the only person that could follow Rush. And the only person that could follow you was Mark Levin. Boy, yeah. what to say. What, what, uh, what a combination, <laughs> huh? Uh, like the yeah. uh, like the twenty nine Yankees, it's a murderer's row, if I do say so myself. And and a privilege and a pleasure to be surrounded by two conservative giants like Rush Limbaugh and the great one, Mark Levin. Levin. <laughs> yeah, my wife absolutely loves him. I mean, she, uh, you know, I didn't know about him until you were talking about him and mm-hmm. I listened to him. I was like, wow, this guy's wow. Ooh, yeah. he's, he's fired up. And then um, <laughs> we were listening to him. And now every Sunday night, <clears throat> Mark, yeah, don't, yeah. don't mess with the TV. You bet. Uh, Life, Liberty, and, and Levin. One of the few things left worth watching on Fox these days. Uh, there's there's yeah. a reason everybody calls him the great one uh, because he is. He's an intellectual giant and he is a true patriot. Yeah, she, uh, as a matter of fact, she's bought a couple of his books. Uh, I was like, wow, she, well, okay. But like yeah. I said, you, you don't mess with that TV. I mean, it doesn't matter. Well worth reading. Like real quick. Yeah, anything Mark <laughs> Levin has written is uh, is well worth reading. And, and personally, uh, I love it when Mark uh, gets a burr under his saddle and, and starts ranting Ooh. and raving. There is... <laughs> There is there is nobody about to go with it. Yeah, yeah. There there is just there's no comparison between a Mark Levin rant and uh, and just about anyone else on the radio. He knows how to get it done. Yes, sir. Well, listen. uh, Congratulations on your retirement. May all your golf balls land on the fairway, which (laughs) I never have. Um, (laughs) That's a whole different story. (laughs) I, I appreciate it very much, Todd. Thanks for thanks for being there. And, uh, and thanks for calling and, uh, and the kind words. Appreciate it very much. In on the text line, Bobby, if the two Republicans in Georgia win by a substantial margin, this would indicate there were some shenanigans going on, which we know happened. Uh, 429 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Little Annie is standing by. She's ready to go in the news center. I'm right back on the other side here on Thursday. And uh, when I come back, I will be joined by the guy who will be in the air chair a a week from today. Charlie James will join me. We'll talk a little bit, give you an opportunity to 
learn a bit about Charlie. That's next, here on WORD. Welcome back. Great to have you along. 24 before 5, just uh, stepped outside, and uh, sure enough, a little bit of blue sky beginning to peek through this afternoon. That's a good sign. In on the text line, Bobby just wanted to thank you for your service to the upstate. Uh, Moneypenny, you'll appreciate this part. You will be sorely missed. I'll never forget your first Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> Neither will I. Because how, how long ago did that happen, Money Penny? Four or five years ago? Uh, so I was. You what, know, I'm not sure. Yeah, 69, 70 years old, and I never had a Reese's peanut butter cup. I don't know why, just hadn't, but uh, those You just hadn't are been good. living, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's right. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, before we went to the break, uh, going to be joined here in this segment uh, up until the uh, top of the hour at 5 o'clock by the gentleman who will be in the very air chair in which, well, not the same chair that I'm sitting in because I'm in stately McLean Manor and uh, and he is in uh, Charlie James place uh, but he joins us now this afternoon hey Charlie how you doing bud well right now I am uh, aghast to find out that that you only four uh, years ago had a, 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 a Reese's peanut butter cup something yeah well, oh yeah say something again Charlie are you there now no no I'm getting full back instead money Money Penny just got through saying to me, you know, I said, are we good to go? Yeah, I've double checked it. <laughs> uh, usually no. if I make a mistake, I only make it once. Uh, Money Penny, I still have fullback coming back to me. Hello, Charlie, you there? I'm here now. Ta-da! Hey, there we go. It's an uh, engineering miracle. No, Miracle, you, I'm not going to let you get just slide past this. It's only been four years since you've had a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Yeah, that was that was the first time I had one. I know what it is. How stupid is that? I mean, let's, let's call it like it is. You, you never in your life, in, in what, you said you were 70, never in your life did you yeah. see a commercial and think, well, that sounds pretty good, two great tastes that taste great together. How does that not register with Bob McClain? Well, that's a fair question, and I guess the answer is I'm not one of the those for mixing up foods. I'm kind of funny that way, uh, you know? Yeah. And so I'm thinking, well, chocolate and peanut butter. I, I love them both, obviously. Is amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah was, I'm with you on that one. And, and, peanut uh, butter and just about anything. I, I have to tell everybody, all the listeners on the upstate, <laughs> Charlie has a problem <laughs> With peanut butter. Yeah. Charlie has to go to meetings for <laughs> peanut butter. Gotcha. What it's is just, your go-to flavor? I just, I, here's what I like. I, I like the reduced fat Jif because I like the texture. Reduced fat Reduced GIF? fat Jif. Yes, that's what I like. I, it's got nothing to do with the fact that it is reduced fat. It's got everything yeah. to do with the texture, and it's it's wonderful. I got gotcha. you. Know, you know what I love is uh, the uh, the Jif peanut butter crunchy that yeah. that has uh, honey in it now oh you man. take that and you put it in some oatmeal bob and you've got a morning <laughs> that will just oh 
I'm well, telling you. You're you're singing my baby doll Brenda's tune there because yeah, she <laughs> she uh, that's what she asks for breakfast just about every morning. And uh, and Miss Megan, our little Westie, always looks mm-hmm. forward to it. She sits there at her feet and waits to lick out the bowl. So, nice. but you know how that goes because uh, you, you've got a, you've got a little furry friend there as well, right? I do, Artie, the old time Scotch Collie. That is the actual breed name, old time Scotch Collie. He was the, he's the original breed of Collie. Wow. So, what are they? Uh, they long-haired collies? Yes, they are long-haired collie. They don't have quite as sharp uh, features as the rough or smooth collie that oh, okay. you know, everybody associates with Lassie. Right. Um, they were originally called a, a farm dog, mm-hmm. and it was. This is the breed that the book Lassie was actually written about. Oh, okay. And they were almost extinct in 1980, and some breeders are trying to bring them back full force. So uh, we saw this little guy, and, and, and we got him, and he's just been uh, controlling the house ever since. <laughs> That's what they do. They yeah, will they take do. over. They do. So, so if there's a dire emergency, uh, the, the dog's name is, is Artie? Is that Artie. right? yes. Yeah. Uh, all we have to do is yell, Artie, yeah. Charlie has fallen down the well. Go get Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what it is. Say, so you go get Grandpa. I'm going to go yeah. in the kitchen because right. I know where peanut the peanut butter, butter is. <laughs> no question about yeah. it. Uh, Charlie I, is... He's smart, but he's not Sherlock Holmes smart. He's yeah. Moriarty smart. Boy, I'll tell you what. You know I the a, difference? Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, one is uh, clever and shrewd. That's right. Yeah. And, and they, can, they can reason things out. It's, yes. it's pretty amazing. Especially when you're watching them and, they're, and you know they're thinking Right. You know, oh yeah. And you can watch them thinking that's that's pretty cool. Uh, Charlie is going to be in here uh, a week from yesterday, week from Tuesday, of course, or, or rather uh, this next coming Tuesday will be my last day. And then next Wednesday will be Charlie's first day. And so we've been giving you an, an opportunity to listen to Charlie a little bit and familiarize yourself with him and get an idea of, uh, of who he is and, and where he's coming from. And, uh, Charlie, I'm just going to let you uh, ramble here and talk a little bit about yourself. Well, I've uh, been in broadcasting for about 30 years. I started in Augusta, Georgia. Um, originally, I wanted to be in television. I wanted to direct The Late Show with David Letterman. That's what I wanted to do. Um, that was my goal. I went to New York and saw the studios and all of that. And then I, I kind of stumbled my way into radio and found out. I mean, in fact, in college, I hated radio. I didn't want to. I only took the classes that I had to take because uh-huh. I did not want to do radio. Right. But everybody my entire life was saying, you ought to be in radio because <laughs> when I was a child, I stuttered. Ah, really? And in order to get me over the stuttering, my grandparents, I was raised by my grandparents, right. bought me a ventriloquism doll. Wow. And with this ventriloquism doll, I would do different voices, and I found that if I was working the doll and doing the voices, I didn't stutter. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I overcame that. And everybody said, you ought to be on radio. And I was like, I don't want to be on radio. I don't want to be the, gla- the glitz and glamour of the, of the big lights. <laughs> um, and then I got into radio and I thought, man, this is really where all the personality is in media. I mean, this is, this is, and especially talk radio. And I used to sit in my, lay in my bed at night in Augusta, Georgia. And I would get my little AM radio mm-hmm. and I would try to tune in the farthest station away that I could. Right. And one night, and you will know exactly what I'm talking about, um, one night I tuned in a station with a world-famous fire escape, Bob. 
W O W O Fort Wayne, Indiana. Indiana. That's yeah. right. And I talked with a guy named a Rob Westinghouse, Westerby. A Westinghouse yeah. company sticks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I talked to a guy named Rob Westerby, and uh, it was actually colder in Augusta, Georgia that night than it was in Fort Wayne. That's and so he made it Augusta, Georgia night on WoWo. Oh, wow. And I was just, I was like, man, this guy does this for a living. This is, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was my love affair. That's where my love started for talk radio. And it's, uh, it's, it's just been getting bigger and more passionate ever since. And, and, you know, I'm sure you discovered along the way, Charlie, I did. One of the inherent advantages of being a broadcaster, there is very little heavy lifting involved. I don't, I, I know what a shovel is. <laughs> yeah. But I don't. I don't think I've. I've lifted. I've used one for quite a while. Not at work anyway. Now this so, is. Yeah, a, this is. But it's. It is a lot of work. I mean, you, because the talk show oh, sure. audience is the smartest, most up to date, most with it audience in the world. I mean, you, you can bet. listen to uh, Taylor Swift all you want to, and, and not have to have <laughs> a brain in your head. Right. But talk radio audiences are smart, and that's why I love having conversations with them. This is. Uh, this is another. Of the, we, we've discovered some ironies along the way in our conversations mm -hmm. over the course of this week. You mentioned uh, you wanted to to be uh, you wanted to direct uh, David Letterman's show. Is that right? I wanted to be the guy saying uh, camera one, truck right. Give me a two shot of Dave and the guest. <laughs> camera three. Give me give me a, a medium close up of Dave. Take two. And that's, that's what pretty, I wanted and, to do. And that's pretty much what the director does. Yep. Well, one of my good friends from New York, who now lives here in the upstate. You remember when Letterman uh, would, would take the uh, the index card and turn around and he would throw it right. to the win the fake windows <laughs> behind him and, yeah. and there would be a, 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 a sound effect of right. glass breaking? Yeah. My buddy Bruce Leonard uh, was the guy who did uh, the audio, including those sound effects, on Letterman's show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I love that. I love that. Just to think that there was somebody with a finger on a button waiting for Dave to throw the the note card in the window. Right, and it was his idea to add the sound effect to it, and oh, uh, and of course, you know, it became a, a catchphrase on the show to see when he would toss yeah. the index card in the back and and the glass would break. And and interestingly enough, uh, he also ended up being the uh, producer. Uh, for a guy who is well-known on satellite radio uh, for being outrageous. Uh, any idea who I'm talking about? A guy that just signed a five-year contract extension for millions and millions of dollars? Same guy. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, Mr. Stern. Yep, Howard Stern. He uh, he was his uh, producer. He was. Can you imagine having your finger on the dump button where where you silence uh, profanity before it, it can get be, it on the air? Your on, finger, you would have arthritis. Yeah, from overuse injury for right. that. Right, and this was before satellite, of course, where you, you yeah. know on satellite radio you can say anything, but on terrestrial radio uh, we have to uh, be edited as we go, and and that was his job uh, during. Uh, uh, Howard's time at WNBC. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Going to take a quick break here. We'll talk some more with Charlie when we come right back on the other side. 13 before 5 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Stay right there. Welcome back. 452 now. 8 before 5 here on the Bobby Mack Show. In on the text line. Bobby, the reason I don't call in is because I'm from Switzerland and nobody would understand me. 
a whole lot worse than the Kiwi slash Aussie you had on earlier in the show. Uh, I'll miss your show, but looking forward to hearing Charlie. I'm talking with Charlie James right now. Charlie's going to be in here in this time period um, a week from yesterday, next this coming Wednesday, to uh, simplify. Charlie, uh, uh, on the show over the years, mm-hmm. uh, I've done all kinds of different uh, goofy features, boneheads in the news and amazing true facts. And we have the uh, Bobby Mac semi-professional players that do music parodies and things like that. Do you do uh, goofy stuff as well? We do to kind of break some of the stuff up. Of course, I do knuckleheads in the news. Um, <laughs> and we all, I also do a little feature called Charlie Wood Squares, the most exciting game show on radio. Is, uh, is Charlie uh, Weaver a part of that? or <laughs> We'll see. We might bring Charlie Weaver in, into this thing. Um, so we will, we will certainly be uh, implementing a lot of stuff just to, just to give people a, a good, uh, you know, it's a good break. Um, yeah. Because you just get pounded over the head with all of this uh, political stuff that's going on we give a little we'll keep the political vent going on and uh but we'll certainly uh, uh liven it up a little bit of course we're going to be calling uh curtis loftus office just about every day to see how they answer the phones um <laughs> if they do right did you talk about that story uh christopher hart's bill no no we haven't mentioned that so feel free he is he has filed a bill it is house resolution 3451 compelling everyone in the office of the treasurer to answer the phone, Black Lives Matter. Oh, you're kidding! I am not kidding. This is—he's got no co-sponsors on this, but this is—this uh, was announced this afternoon. Um, this was the bill that was filed by uh, Christopher Hart. It was in response to some comment that uh, that Curtis Loftus made on his uh, either Facebook or Twitter page last week, and oh, I didn't man. see anything wrong with it. But look at you know—you're supposed to say it's a great day in South Carolina. No, right. it's Black Lives Matter. Yeah, that goes it all was, the way back to uh, Governor Nikki Haley who right. started that stuff. Well, maybe we should file a competing bill. Uh, that would require that uh, this individual answer his office phone, uh, Office of the South Carolina Communist Party. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Political yeah. cor- political correctness. I'm May telling I help you. you? Yeah. The, yeah. The cancel culture is just so out of control. Uh, it's it's, it's amazing. I'll tell you what, if you've ever heard, and I'm sure you have, uh, our treasurer, because he deals, I mean, it sounds like such a boring job that he, <laughs> he has, and, and I will say that it is a boring job, but he is not a boring man doing no. it. He is one of the most fascinating individuals you could ever have a conversation yeah, with. Yeah, Curtis is great. Uh, in fact, uh, every year, you know, he, he comes uh, by mm-hmm. when he makes a swing through the upstate and he uh, and he plugs uh, the money that is given back. Right. You know, the, the money that yeah. nobody knows is there, insurance settlements and what have you. And, and it's always millions of dollars that just is sitting there and people are unaware that the money is there. And it's great that he wants to return it sure. uh, to its rightful owners. And he's very excited about that program, too. Yeah. That and the scholarship program. Yeah, as he should be. Uh, in on the text line, uh, Bobby, Peter Pan, honey peanut spread. Uh-oh. Uh, More and, peanut uh, butter. Yeah, what was the one you mentioned, uh, Money Penny? That one and Peter Pan Natural. Peter Pan Natural. Okay, yeah, because we plug Jeff. We may as well. Got to give equal time to, to, yeah, to Peter Pan Yeah, I'm the only here. Peter Pan out of y'all two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were, we were the Jeff guys. So uh, next Wednesday, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, be sure and tune in, uh, because that's when Charlie will debut. You you won't actually be here in the upstate yet, right, Charlie? Not yet. I will be broadcasting from uh, my palatial... (laughs) (laughs) 
abode in uh, down here in the Low Country, but uh, right but the, we'll... the the equivalent of stately McLean Manor. Exactly. Oh, right. uh, Bobby, they didn't tell you you do have to give up the chair. <laughs> oh, geez. If you would not mind FedExing that uh, down to Charleston, See, I appreciate it. You know, I never I never realized that they would miss it and realize that I'd taken the chair from the studio. Got to read that fine print. <clears throat> yeah, it pays to do that. Uh, Charlie, look forward to uh, your joining us and being part of the Word family next week. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it, and thank you for all you do, buddy. My pleasure. Thank you, sir. Take a break for the news here at the top of the hour. We'll both step aside, and then right back on the other side, and more of your calls are on the way here on Thursday on WORD. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.